Ian, do you want to um, just give us some uh, team news, squad news to start, please? Yeah, um, Zimbo's the only one, Zimmerman, he's the only one who's uh, out at the moment. Uh, Kieran Dahl started training again yesterday, so he's available for selection. Uh, other than that, everybody's fully fit. Uh, obviously, Sam Byram is coming back from a long-term injury, and uh, he'll play some minutes on Monday uh, for the 23s. And um, just tell us how you felt morning after, woke up. I mean, you've been pretty much put to the ringer, hadn't you? Uh, three minutes yeah. in, you just probably thought, I wish I was still on holiday in New York. And then by the end of it, you thought, I know that's why I love football so much. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a tough start for us. Obviously, we conceded after four minutes and the first half was a, was a tough, tough half. Southampton played to a really high level, um, but we, we managed to stay in the game. We got a good equaliser and, and stayed in the game. Tim made a really good save to keep it 1-1. Other than that, he was tested from distance, so I thought we defended our, our penalty box really well. Um, but we stepped up second half. We stepped up to the standards that you know are required and uh, what we want. And I thought our second half performance got got our rewards in the end. Yeah, I think one of your players was asked what on earth you said at halftime, and you said, and they said no comment. Give us a sense. I mean, you're obviously trying to impart an awful lot of information you've not had long to work with this team, but what we did in the second half should, should give you a real platform and a real belief, shouldn't it, going forwards? Yeah, it should. I mean, you know, we, we changed, you know, uh, personnel. We made one change at half-time. We tweaked a little bit of the tactics, um, you know, but just asked more of the players in the second half uh, to get up to the ball. And uh, we got a reaction from them, which is what we want. And, you know, they've set themselves them standards now. I just felt that we'd... We felt that there was safety by numbers and we dropped into a low block too early. Um, you know, in, in this league, I feel that you have to go and engage teams and we did that well. As you're around the place this week, are you noticing a difference? Because sometimes that's all it takes, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a growing belief within the group, um, but we know that it's certainly under myself, it's only one, one game, one result. Um, you know, but it's back-to-back -back wins in the Premier League, which is very hard to come by. Um, you know, and we're playing against a very good team now in Wolves, who, who are in good form. I think they've won five of the last seven games. Um, you know, Bruno's gone in there and, you know, uh, adapted their their style. And, um, you know, it'd be a tough game for us. But we're at home again. And, you know, if the second half atmosphere is anything to go by, then, you know, if we can get the, the supporters behind us, it'll be a tough place to come. Psychologically as well, you look at the table now and it just, if you're a player sitting there and I know players don't say they focus on it, whatever, but you can catch those guys above you now. It's doable, isn't it? Off the bottom and, and suddenly one win and you're right at it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a funny start to the season, 12 games in. There's a lot of teams who have, who have beaten uh, teams that they should or wouldn't be fancied to beat. So, you know, there's a lot of points to play for still and uh, there's a lot of lot of teams within reach so we have to keep uh, continue that belief in the positivity um and just finding for me i think it was really interesting hearing what don terry said this week and i'm sure you you probably picked up on it um he was talking about what a lot of people said about you in terms of man management and um and how you you sort of explained to him how you can get more out of players by just taking a little bit of time and investing that time. And bearing in mind, you're pretty much going to have the same squad for the next few weeks until January and who knows beyond. 
how much is, is the next few weeks is about sort of tapping into that belief and that self-confidence and that ability just to, to squeeze a little bit more out of all of these players? Yeah, my, my, my role is to, to learn as much as I can about the players and, and find them little nuances that, that can get the best out of them. Um, you know, I spoke to JT in the week, and and he told me that he'd done a he'd done a little piece, and you know, JT had just gone from you know playing into a, a coaching career, so he was he was finding out little tricks of the trade or or the experiences rather of what of what I'd had and how to get the best out of people. And you know, there are times when you you can beat them with the brush, but there's you know more more often than not, it's you know uh, finding out about that plan and how to get the best out of them. And I think sometimes I think we forget that they're human, don't we? You look at them and go, they're really talented footballers. But I guess you look at someone like Billy Gilmore, for example, who hasn't played very much. Yes, clearly he's talented and he's from a big club, but sometimes he just needs kind of nurturing in a different way. Yeah, it certainly does. The human element's a, a big one that sometimes can get overlooked, um, you know, by supporters mainly rather than coaches because we're with them every day. You know, all players have different sensitivities, uh, different emotions. And as I say, it's, it's about us as coaches getting to, to learn about our players and getting the best out of them. Just funny then, anyone surprised you? You know, when coaches, you know, just sort of sit down, have time, and there's always one or two things that take you by surprise. Any of those players surprised you in the first week? No, I mean, what I've said to them is, uh, what I've been really pleased with is the attitude, um, you know, how they approach training, the work ethic. That's been really, really good. Um, you know, and that's the one of the biggest things that you need if you're going to be successful. Um, we know we we've got a, a tough task ahead of us with the um, with the start that we've had, but if the attitude is anything to go by, then we've we've got a really good chance. Brilliant, thank you. Thanks, Gail. Thank you, Gail. Okay, Lynn from PLP, please. Hi, Dean. Morning. Morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks. Lovely. You know, Norwich is a club with a very strong community feeling. I was wondering how the fans, how have the fans welcomed you? Yeah, they, they uh, have welcomed me very well. I mean, it's a, it's a very welcoming place, to be honest. Um, you know, from board level all the way down throughout the club, I've been really, really uh, embraced myself and, and Craig have been embraced by all. And it's been um, a really nice start to, to uh, I hope it's going to be a, a long career here. And what are the main areas you're still hoping to see improvement at Norwich? I, I think we still need to improve on, on defending our box, not conceding big chances, um, but also improving our creativity as well. Um, I was disappointed with the first half last week. I thought Southampton played at a really high level, um, you know, but we, were, we just didn't engage high enough at all and uh, sat back a little bit and, and soaked up a lot of pressure. And I think... At this level, if you do that, then the opposition are going to find ways with the quality available in this league of, of, of scoring goals. And final one for me, please. Wolves have started the season really well. What do you think is behind their positive start for the season? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, after their first three games, I think they'd lost all three. Um, but they'd actually played well in them. They'd, they'd created big chances. Um, they hadn't been conceding many chances. Uh, but they'd lost games, you know, and what was important that Bruno didn't lose his belief and the players didn't lose that confidence and um, they've got the results that they deserve now. Um, you know, they're a very good team, um, been together for a long time, 
a lot of the players have been together and obviously everybody's pleased to see him and F come back from what was a, a horrible injury, a horrible head injury. And he's proving again to be the player that we all knew he was. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Niv. Okay, Jim from the Press Association. Hi, Dean. Morning. Morning, Jim. Hi, yeah. Um, you mentioned there about uh, the the reaction from the from the fans and everything and the support you've got. Have you had you and Craig had a chance to go out um, into the city or you know around the uh, around the county as yet? No, um, we've not been certainly in the city just yet. I mean, obviously passed through to get to the the stadium, um, but we're both house hunting at the moment, so we'll get to see um, you know small parts of Norfolk, I suppose, at the moment. Um, but it, as I say, I'm been really happy with the reception we've got so far. Do you think you can you, you can channel that positivity because Norwich is almost unique and it's 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 a one one club county in effect. And obviously you come from the Midlands and you know you, you you've got lots of different clubs, but that could work in Norwich's favour, I guess. Use the whole positivity from everybody. Yeah, I think we have to. We have to try and channel all that support that we get from from our fans. Um, but the the only way. The supporters will get behind you if they see a, a team that's trying, a, a team that's willing to work hard and and be proud to to play for the the club. And as I said, the biggest thing for me so far has been unbelievable attitude from the players every day in training. And if we take that onto a match day, then you know it can be a real strong connection with the supporters that that gets us over the line of a Premier League survival, which is our aim this season. With the um the, the AGM, there's some news coming out last night with Stuart Webber. You know, reaffirming his commitment to the club. How important is backroom stability at board level for a new manager when you're coming in? Yeah, it's really important, and obviously was one of the questions I asked during the interview process. Um, you know, I wanted to know that there was some stability at the football club before you know uh, making that decision. And and Stuart, you know, uh, told me there there was stability there, which is which was really good to hear. And you know, I'm looking forward to enhancing the, the relationship we've got already. And um, just finally, um, one player, Aston Villa, you know very well, um, Kieran Davis. Um, any chance he might be coming in in January? We see him in a yellow and green shirt. I've got 23 outfield players who I'm working with at Norwich at the moment and uh, getting to know them. So I'm not looking any further ahead, uh, ahead of that. Do, do, do you feel there's any particular area of the squad that you've been able to assess that, that maybe you could do with a little bit of extra cover? All 11, I guess. Well, I mean, at the moment, as I say, I'm learning about the players. I've got, you know, nine outfield defenders. I've got six outfield midfielders, plenty of options in the forward areas. So at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased with what we've got and just getting to know them at the moment. That's great. Thanks very much. Best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. OK, we can go to Andy Ward, my TV, please. Hi, Dean. Uh, nice to meet you. Hope you're OK. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, um, Dean, I don't know if you're aware, but I think it was 2016 the last time Norwich came from behind to um, get, get some points from a, a Premier League game when they were losing. When they were losing. Um, so, obviously, to do that last week in your first game, that must be massive for the mentality of the players. Yeah, I think it showed the character of the players that they can turn around, um, you know, uh, a scoreline, you know, and it was one of the messages I was giving them, uh, Football can be quite a simple game at times. You know, you're trying to score, they're trying to score. So one of one of you is inevitably going to get that goal and it, it's the reaction to the goal. You know, you don't want to go under straight away if you've conceded. 
And also, you don't want to go gung-ho and make sure you concede another one because then the game is tougher. So it's just finding the right mentality at the right time and uh, you know being consistent in your performance. Yeah, definitely. Um, we mentioned with Wolves that they had, they had a bit of a slow start, didn't they? And now they're starting to, to flourish. Does, does that show that it does take a bit of time to, to kind of implement your ideas and, and get the players playing how you want them to play? Yeah, I think Bruno's a really good coach and I think he's proven that where he's been before. Um, you know, they lost the first three games, but I'd looked at the statistics. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek in terms of uh, using data and, um, you know, their data was really good. So, you know, it was only a matter of time before they turned their results around um, if they continue playing the same way. And they've certainly done that by winning five out of the last seven. And they're sitting healthily in sixth position in the league. So it's going to be a really tough game for us. But we can take a lot of belief from the certainly the second half performance against Southampton. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the fans earlier and, and the role they played against Southampton. How much are you going to need them tomorrow, especially if, if Wolves do have a bit of possession? Yeah, we'll need them all season. Um, we also know that we have to get them behind us uh, with our performance. You know, we have to almost show how, how much we're willing to work for the shirt to get them behind us as well. Um, you know, and you, I, I think everybody saw the reaction into the second half performance last week. And that's a really important part for, you know, uh, our role in staying up is getting, keeping everybody together. Yeah, definitely. And, and finally, um, before you came in, Stuart Webb was talking about the need to be patient with some of the new signings like um, Rashica and, and Williams, for example. They, they've both been really good in, re in recent weeks. So how pleased have you been with how the new players are starting to adapt to English football? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of new signings brought in during the summer uh, to strengthen the squad. And, you know, it always takes a little bit of time for, for people to settle in and, and some quicker than others. Um, especially those that haven't actually tasted English football before. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all integrating really well. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, we can see the best of them in the, in the, in the next few weeks. Brilliant. Good luck for tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. OK, Paddy Duffy, please. Morning, Dave. Morning, Paddy. You well? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, thanks for your time. Um, just picking up one or two of the points you've already been asked about. You said you've got to know or you've got to learn about the players you've already got on your books. I'm, I'm interested in what your thoughts are at centre-back because obviously you couldn't quite get Ozanka back back into you know, your matchday plans last Saturday. Um, Zimbo, we know, is coming back. Very highly rated young Irish player you had on the bench, Andrew, on, on the Bama Daily. And obviously the two experienced lads you went with. But are you, are you happy with what you've got there? Because ultimately, I guess, as you're at, as a head coach, all you need is competition all, all the way across the squad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, uh, Ozan was was unfortunate to not be in the squad last week. Um, you know, he, uh, he'd had glandular fever, so he, he was ill the week before. Um, you know, and only done a couple of training sessions before that. Andrew had obviously been in the team against Brentford and, you know, uh, had played really well. I just felt that, you know, uh, the understanding between Grant and Ben and the, and the experience that they had and the balance being a right footer and left footer would help us against Southampton. I thought, you know, they defended the penalty box really well. Yes, there was some mistakes in there and, you know, that's what we have to iron out. But I want competition and I'm sure that we'll get that from with Andrew pushing and Ozan pushing. Uh, so for me, it's great the competition is there and Ben and, and Grant need no now know that they have to be at the top of their games. Yeah, I mean, you said, Sam Barham, with, uh, with all things going to plan, we'll play a bit more Monday night. 
are, are you just mindful how long he's been out? You don't really want to push him along too quickly, or, or you know, are you now maybe you get the other end of the scale and you need, just need to see if his body will hold up to the, the increase in intensity? Is that a very difficult balancing act with a player out so long? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be led by the the medical staff on on Sam on his recovery. You know, he's had a nasty hamstring injury. Uh, we all agreed that you know he'd get forty five minutes last week against Charlton in the twenty threes. We'll probably step that up to 60, 70 minutes uh, on Monday and, and look to build into, you know, to, to the 90-minute situation. And uh, I think he's just got, got himself over a huge barrier just going and starting the game mentally rather than physically, um, you know, and uh, he's trained really well uh, and we want to see him progressing because we all know what a good player Sam can be for us. Yeah, throwing it forward to Wolves. You said, I thought it was quite interesting early on, that you feel they've adapted their style a little bit from Nuno. Just sort of elaborate what you've seen slightly different from how he, he had so much success with that team. Um, they were very, very comfortable not having an awful lot of the ball um, previously and being a very good counter-attacking team and, you know, qualified for Europe and done really well in Europe under, under Nuno. Um, you know, they're a lot more comfortable on, on in possession now and probably have a lot more possession than they did have. Um, you know, and they've got some really good players. They've been, they're a squad that's been together for a long time. Uh, you look at the two midfielders, Moutinho and, and Neves, have played together a long time and Jimenez coming back and the, the three centre-backs as well. So it's uh, a structure they know very well, um, you know, and uh, they know each other uh, very well as well. So... You know, it's going to be a really tough game for us. But again, you know, we set our standards in the second half last week. And a little bit like um, the situation you, you faced with Southampton, having played them so closely after being in charge at Villa, just from afar, that looks like some game you had at Villa Park with them in October. Obviously, they got the right end of it in stoppage time. But I'm sure you'll be taking a lot from what you saw at first hand that day. Yeah, it certainly will. I mean, there was certainly nothing between the two, two teams on the day and we were probably at that time fortunate to be two goals up. Um, you know, and uh, they scored three goals in a random 10-minute spell, three from three set pieces. Uh, so it was a, a bit of a crazy game and a tough one to take at the time, but obviously things have moved on now and uh, the we now is me and me with Norwich. Yeah, and just final one from me. I'm just really interested... Uh, you're looking at um, a, a young player, Josh Sargent. You clearly had seen enough in those two training sessions. You came through him on there at half-time and, and we all saw the impact that he had um, in terms of giving you that bit more aggressiveness and legs, I think you described it as. But obviously he's been brought in, if you're a Norwich fan, you see him as a striker and we all know strikers immediately first thing you judge him on his goals. And, and he is a young man still learning his trade, not had a huge amount of experience at senior level, but... I guess you've seen enough there that, that he can clearly be of value to you moving forward in the short term and mid to longer term. Yeah, he can be. I mean, uh, I saw him play for Werder Bremen as well, um, you know, as well as America as well. So I, I've, I've seen Josh a few times. Um, you know, his work ethic is up there. It's, it's right up there and it's something that you come to expect from American players anyway. They have a, a huge work ethic. I think tactically, he's obviously learning the game still. Uh, still a young player, as you say. Um, but I thought he made an impact coming off the bench last week uh, as a wide forward for us. And that's what we want them players that, that, you know, come off the bench. We want them to make an impact and change games. And he certainly helped to do that. Cheers, Dane. Thanks for your time. Good luck tomorrow. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thanks, Paddy. OK, Michael Bailey from The Athletic, please. Good morning to you, Dane. Morning, Michael. Um, 
what's it been like with a full week? Has it been like a, a, a welcome return to sort of doing the job normally compared to the previous week? Yeah, it has. I mean, uh, you know, uh, to drop into a training session on two days uh, prior to the game, you know, uh, there's a lot of information that you want to give, um, but you can't because you need to simplify the game a little bit for them. Uh, so, you know, uh, I've always been of the, the mindset that you drip feed the information that you want to get to them. Um, again, I said last week, you, you can sometimes give them information overload and you want to make the game as simple as possible. Um, I believe it is a simple game at times. And, uh, you know, it's been nice to, to come in and have that full week, um, have a really good extensive day on Tuesday, opening up the legs, um, giving them a couple of pointers on transitions, both for and against, and, um, you know, and then working a little bit more tactically Thursday and Friday. You, uh, you dropped a little nugget in earlier about you being a, a data geek. Um, does is there been much of a transition to get the data you want at Norwich, or is that because I guess that's part of the learning process for you and the staff working with you? Yeah, no, I've been really happy with the the staff that I've come into at, at Norwich. You know, the analysis department um, headed up by Matt Lewis has been been really really good and thorough. Uh, the same in sports science with Glyn. Um, You know, so I've been really really happy with the information that I'm getting. Obviously, I've I've changed a few a few things that that I like and the way you know I want things to to run a little bit. Um, but no, generally, uh, all the information I've been getting has been really good. Um, I did want to ask you about Todd. He was kind of uh, I suppose slightly the fall guy on on Saturday, um, but hasn't trained a lot. So, has there been a chance this week for him to to get a bit closer to those? those levels I mean also I suppose it's about his reaction to that because on a as a, although collectively it was a, it was a great experience for Todd that was probably quite difficult yeah I mean he certainly wasn't the full guy to to me or the coaching staff or the players um you know I I believe the risk was worth it I know the type of player Todd is and can be um you know I just felt he was a little bit off it last week and um that that's obviously coincided with his lack of uh, training minutes. So, you know, he's had a four week training this week, uh, you know, and he's getting back to them levels that we all know he can be. So um, there's a talented footballer there and, and someone that certainly uh, us as coaches want to work with and will continue to work with. Brilliant. And, and just finally, um, in this situation, I get the impression when, when new managers come into a team, uh, into a club, they don't necessarily want to change loads initially. They want to sort of go gently with it. At this point, with a, with a win, is it is it much easier to sort of extend that period of of leaving it be for a bit, or because I mean we kind of found in the Premier League you have to sort of deal with what you're up against each week, pretty much. Yeah, I mean the good thing is with the Premier League you, you get a four weeks training, a four weeks coaching, um, so you can get a good look at you know the players that hadn't actually played the week before. Um, as I said last week, very rare you come into a job. Um, you know, when they've won the last game, um, you know, so I've been quite fortunate to, to be able to do that. And, you know, we we tweaked a few things, but nothing too much. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we're just drip feeding some of our ideas and hopefully uh, we can take that into the game. That's brilliant. Loads of luck tomorrow, Dean. Cheers. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. John. Hi, Dean. Hi, John. Um, I just wanted to ask you about Todd Cantwell as well, because obviously you, you gave him the big boost of bringing him straight in after a long time away, and then and then he got he's the first to be taken off. Uh, how do you get the best out of a player like Todd Cantwell, who's 
who's very very talented but also inconsistent what, what can you what's the best way to deal with him well working and talking to him day, daily um you know we've had a chat about uh, last week and what where i felt he he fell a little bit short and the reasons why he came off but you know, sometimes you don't need to speak to them because uh, Todd knows he's a he's a he's a clever lad. He understands the game, and he knew he was probably a little bit off it last week. Um, but it won't take an awful lot to get him back on it and and back closer to to the levels that that we need in the Premier League. Um, I think uh, I don't need to tell Norwich fans what Todd Campbell can do. They've all seen it over the last two or three years, and he's just you know fell a little bit short of that at the moment. And our job now is to work with him on a daily basis to get him back to them levels. Did he need a bit of picking up after being substituted or did he understand that it was... No, he, he fully understood. He was disappointed, but, you know, he was uh, in the dressing room afterwards congratulating everybody on the win. And, you know, he, he was also uh, one who played a part in that. How, how good can he be, do you think, when you've seen him as an opposition manager? What did you make of him? Yeah, he can be a really good player. Um, you know, he, he can cause problems he can create he can score goals um he's a he's a hard worker um you know and he covers the ground really quickly uh so he's, he's got all the attributes to to certainly be a top premier league player uh, norwich with uh, the fixtures count uh, computer gave norwich a bad start with liverpool and manchester city but you've got two home games i suppose a new manager couldn't ask for anything more than that a better chance to really cement a and a relationship you've done half the job yeah no you you want to 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 win your your home games you want to put in good performances in your home games um because i, I do feel in this league that togetherness that you can create with the supporters you know at your own stadium can be an advantage and uh, we have to you know uh make every advantage count brilliant thanks so much good luck thank you thanks john and then finally phil daly please phil Hi, Dean. Can you hear and see me all right? Hi, Phil. Yes, thank you. Good good to meet you. Um, we, we often, and we've heard lots about your sort of man management um, techniques. I'm, I'm interested in you. I mean, what's it like for a manager who's now not sleeping in his own bed, hasn't got his dog to go and walk in the morning and, and everything like that? Now, now the kind of instant adrenaline has worn off from the first few days in the first game. Yeah, it has, but going into a new club, there's an awful lot of things to do. Um, so certainly I've been occupied. Um, you know, the, the wife's having to do the dog walking duties at the moment, but hopefully, uh, you know, we can relocate and, and have them all here with, with me. Um, but the, the job, you know, entails an awful lot of work at the moment. And uh, as I say, getting to know the staff, getting to know the players, um, you know, getting to know the area and the supporters as well. So, there's an awful lot of things that myself and Shaky are doing straight away. So, uh, you know, it's certainly um, kept me busy, that's for sure. I mean, I know it's not the first time you've, you've been in this position, but you were at Villa for a long time. And, you know, it must be a very different feeling being a settled manager in the same place to suddenly coming into a new place, you know, with, you know, with not very much time in between either. Yeah, um, I don't think any manager becomes settled. I think you you have to become consistent in in what you do daily, um, because you know we're people talk an awful lot about creating a culture, um, but that culture is normally driven by by yourself. People look up to the head coach or the manager, and um, your daily behaviours uh, are what they set it up or what they see as the standard. So it's important that I'm consistent on a daily basis and. Uh, 
you know, uh, enjoying the challenge here. And it's, it's a big challenge, but it's a great challenge. Is it easier or harder if you had to come in and almost reinvent the wheel? You know, if, if you weren't coming into a, a sort of a similar way of working of maybe you've done previous, or, or, or would it be much easier if it was completely different? Um, I'm not so sure. I mean, uh, you know, I've moved jobs two or three times now, and each time the first thing is to get to know the players because they're the ones who are going to perform. Um, so, you know, as soon as you go into any new job, that's the first thing that the coaching staff have to do. Learn about the players, find out what makes them tick, uh, how we can get the best out of them. Um, you know, I said earlier, the little nuances that, that they all have. Um, you know, that that's my my job and that's what I'm still still doing at the moment, finding out about all these all these different players that I've got. I guess that sort of merged into the the question of how long will it take you to put your stamp on things? Because I would imagine, although you're not going to come out and tell us exactly what you've learned about the players, your maybe initial opinions and what you thought you knew about players and, and maybe even the first couple of days might be a bit different a week on. Yeah, I mean, you know, football, as we all know, is about opinions and there's no right or wrong way to, to win a football game. Um, you know, I, I think... There's a philosophy that, that stand, uh, stood the test of time here at the football club. So we won't stray too far away from that. Um, I don't think the players have probably been used to, to hunting the ball as high as uh, I would probably have my teams hunt it before. Um, you know, so I've got to judge whether we have the intensity levels to do that first. And so there's got to be some adaptability on my part as well as the players. Yeah, and, and, and with what you said earlier, and I know Michael touched on it, that, that sort of data geek side of you, which I think several of us are as well, what, what have you learned from, purely from a data side of things? We, we often hear new coaches come in and say, oh, the players aren't fit or they're not trying hard enough. I'm, not, I'm sure you're not going to say any of that. But from the data, what have you learned in a, a very short period of time? Well, I mean, just looking at the numbers after the, after the Southampton game, I think we ran 5K more than them as a team. You know, uh, I think half a K of that was high speed distance as well. So, you know, we're certainly fit enough. We know we can cover the, the ground. We know we can cover the distance. We've got athletic players. Um, now it's the football side. You know, I, I felt we surrendered the ball a little bit too easy. And, uh, you know, we need to be a, a little bit better on the ball at the moment. Yeah, because, well, lots of people will be very pleased to see they're, they're running plenty. You don't want to be running, do you? You want to have the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and... We have to be mindful sometimes that, you know, we, we ran 5K more simply because we didn't have the ball an awful lot in the first half. Um, but if you have a good organisation and a good structure about you, you end up not running as much as you as you need to. Uh, just finally, Stuart Webb was at the AGM last night. I know you were asked a question about him staying. Just how important was that to your decision to come? Because, you know, we all know stability is key. And when you work so closely with a sporting director, I mean, I guess that might be the most important decision for you. Yeah, no, it was really important. You know, uh, Stuart came to interview me. So, I'd, you know, if, if Stuart's interviewing me, then I want to certainly make sure that Stuart's staying at the football club. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've met Delia and Michael and, you know, uh, fantastic owners of this football club. Um, but equally as important was, you know, working with the sporting director. And, and Stuart and Neil are two people who I, I feel that we can, myself and, and Craig can work with really well. I think your second question might have been, how much money have I got to spend in January? Sadly, he said at the AGM last night, there isn't very much. How do you feel about that? Well, as I said, I'm working with a squad of 23 outfield players at the moment. So uh, we, we've certainly got a lot of 
of bodies in the building and a lot of them are, have been new signings as well. We, we probably haven't seen the best of just yet, but um, we'll work with them and make sure we do see the best of them. I've got to ask you just finally, Jake, uh, Jacob Greaves was uh, was mentioned by a colleague of ours uh, up north. I don't know whether he's a player that's been on your radar at all. No, he's not somebody that we've spoken about. 